want to talk about our opponent. They're bigger, faster, stronger, more experienced. And on paper, they're just better. And they know it, too. But I want to tell you something that they don't know. They don't know your heart. This is Patchwork Heart Ministries' Young Catholics Respond, brought to you by Breadbox Media. Now, here's your host, Bill Snyder. Thanks, Adam, and welcome to the program, everybody. I am Bill Snyder. This is Young Catholics Respond, and thank you so very much for listening to our programming. I want to remind you and thank you once again uh, for helping Patchwork Art Ministry get over 50,000 downloads on Podbean. Uh, thank you, and continue to please share all of our programming on Patchwork Art Radio. It really is wonderful to have so many uh, listeners and, and growing listeners uh, to our program. I also want to uh, let you know that today I have a wonderful guest for you. His name is Gary Zemak. He is the author of several books, uh, Stop Worrying and Start Living from Fear to Faith, Give Up Worry for Lent, which is very popular right now, A, Worry, a Warrior's Guide to the Bible, Listen to uh, Your Blessed Mother, Find a Real Friend in Jesus, and Faith, Hope, and Clarity, along with a brand new one uh, called Give Up Worry for Good, uh, which is the sequel to give up worry for Lent. He is also a frequent speaker at parishes and conferences across the country and is recognized as a leading Catholic speaker on the topic of overcoming anxiety. In addition, Gary is a regular guest on EWTN TV and radio, Relevant Radio, and the host of the Gary Zemak Show podcast on Breadbox Media. He was also the creator and host of Spirit in the Morning, which aired on Holy Spirit Radio in Philadelphia from 2016 to 2018, and his work has appeared in the National Catholic Register, Catholic Digest, Catholic Exchange, Catholic Philly, and Seton Magazine. Gary resides in South Jersey with his wife Eileen and daughters Mary and Elizabeth. They are members of St. Mary's of the Lake Parish in Medford, New Jersey. But Gary, welcome so much uh, to Young Catholics Respond, and thanks for being here. Bill, thank you for having me. You know, it's always so good to hang out with you. It is. And, you know, um, I, I'm real excited about this new book, Give Up Worry for Good. Um, so I would love for you to just give us a little snapshot of, uh, of how the book came to be. Oh, Bill, you know, this book, thank you for giving, giving me the opportunity. This book came about because of honestly the the success of give up worry for lent this that that book just took off and it's still continuing to sell really well i'm i'm so grateful that the lord has just blessed that project but what happened bill was people were coming up to me several people said okay what do we do once lent is over and believe it or not this is this is an absolute true statement i've had multiple people come to me and say can we start worrying once lent is over and i said <laughs> no you can't start worrying so i knew that we had to come up with the resource and the other comment that i would get often is can we use how can we use give up worry for lent in a small group is it designed for small groups? And, and as I say in, in the, in the um, introduction to give up worry for good, I would tell people, yeah, sure, you can use it. But I didn't know how they were going to use it. So give up worry for good is designed as a follow-up to give up worry for Lent. It's what you can do after you have tried to give up worry for Lent. And it's also designed to be used in a small group setting. You know, it can be used for individual groups, or individual use, but it's it's primarily set up to be used in small groups, um, so that people can get together and find a little unity among their fellow warriors and try to give it up 
and and try to grow closer to the Lord in a small group setting. Yeah, you know, and and you lay it out so beautifully in the introduction where you talk about you know how groups can do this. You you have the yeah. model laid out so beautifully, uh, and you also touch on some wonderful themes uh, throughout the book. You know, mm-hmm. when, when when you look at uh, this, there's uh, like I think what five or seven different uh, key themes in the in the introduction that. At, that really can help us uh, grow in our faith and give up the worry for good. Uh, yeah. Maybe you want to touch on just a couple of them or the ones that might uh, kind of spark people today. Yeah, you know, Bill, the, um, the, the, the whole gist of this book, you know, people might say, well, why, why, is, it, why is worry so bad? I've had people say, well, everybody worries. But, but honestly, not everybody worries. Everybody experiences fear at some time. Some people have severe fear or anxiety, but not everybody worries. And, you know, worry is a conscious action. Worry is deliberately, even though we don't feel like it, refusing to say a prayer or to read the Bible or to really connect with God in some way, because you can't worry at the same time you're praying. You can be afraid when you pray, but you can't worry at the same time when you're praying. Mm. And, and, and I think that's the key message. It, it, look, Jesus said, do not worry. First of all, there's got to be, a, if he's telling us to not worry, and then he goes on to point us to our Heavenly Father and how he will provide for our needs, if Jesus is saying, do not worry, and, and I mean, he says it, I, there's no way around it, Jesus has told us, do not worry, number one, I should be concerned if I'm not trying to work on my worry, because I'm doing something that Jesus is telling me not to do, and I think, Bill, the more hopeful part of that message is that if he's telling me to not worry, then it must be possible. And I think that's what this book is, is all about. I want people to know that it is possible. And in you talk about the key themes. One of them says worry separates us from Jesus. It does. Because if he wants us to follow him, if he wants us to trust our father, and we're not trying to do that, it doesn't mean we have to be successful. We just have to try if we're not trying to do that, well, then there is going to be a separation there. So, you know, that's what this book is all about. It's about trying to stop taking on everything on our own. And because that's what happens when we worry. Stop trying to control every aspect of our lives and really follow Jesus and let him give us the grace to deal with whatever it is that's going to happen to us and then do whatever we can in the situation. Yeah, you know, you mentioned something really interesting that I think listeners maybe can pick up on, and, and that's control. You know, yeah. I, you know, I, I know uh, in, in my own life, you know, we, we, we try to control every little aspect of of our lives, right? And and yeah. then sometimes other people want to control what we are doing. And I think, you know, when you're in a family setting or in your, uh, you know, with your kids, or your wife, or your or your or your spouse or whatever it is, there's there's this element of, okay, control versus allowing God to reveal uh, what what the best for you or the other person is. And maybe just touch a little bit on that, because I think there's a lot of people out there who who are control freaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know? Hey, Bill, you're talking to one. I love, <laughs> I'm a control freak. You know, and it's a big problem. That's why we worry, because we are trying to control what we can't control. Because if we could control the things that are that we're worried about, we wouldn't worry about them because we would be able to fix them. You know, if I can't fix it, 
my nature is, well, I'm going to start worrying. I, there has to be a way I can fix this. And sometimes there isn't, you know, and, and God allows things to happen in our lives. Let me, let me use COVID as an example. I mean, thank God my family and I, we were, we were healthy the whole time. We didn't get the, we didn't get the, the virus, but we realized in a hurry about a year ago that we were not in control of anything. I mean, it was shocking. You know, you, you, I, I had thought that I could at least go to daily mass. I, I would never have a problem. And, and I had my speaking engagements lined up. It was in the middle of Lent last year. And all of a sudden we realized that, oh my goodness, we are not in control at all. I think that's a, it's a wake up call. I think it's an important thing for us to learn, for me to learn as a control freak. Um, but I also think, Bill, that the, the what the reminder is for us is that the only thing we have control over is our will. You know, no matter what happens to me, I can choose to surrender to the Lord and accept my carry my cross, not just not just muddle through it, but embrace my cross. And I could say, yes, Jesus, I don't like this, but I choose to accept it. I choose to embrace it. So we always will have our will. But other than that, we don't really have any control other than what God allows us to have. I think that's an important lesson to learn. Certainly, if we can do something about our concerns, about our problems, God wants us to do it. But he also wants to involve, he wants to, he wants us to involve him in the process, to pray, to ask for guidance, and to really start each day by saying, Lord, what, what do you want me to do today? Yeah, you know, that's, a, you know, that's a great point, you know, allowing God in <laughs> to mm -hmm. our lives. Yeah. That, yeah. that probably eliminates 98% of the worry out there, right? When you allow God in, because he's um, taking your, your, your will and forming it to his. You know, yeah. And, yeah. and and that, I think, is another big struggle that we have in our society, allowing God in into our life, you know, in into the messes of our life. You know, what are some of the sources of of worry that maybe you've seen people worrying about as they come up and talk to you about? You know, what are the what are the chief things that people worry about? Yeah, and there are there are several several chief things. One of them is money. People are worried about finances, especially now. I mean, we are living in a really tough time. A lot of people's livelihood was impacted greatly by the pandemic. Mine was, you know, it's very challenging to not worry about money, you know, when you have bills to pay. Um, but that's one of them. Health is a big one. People worry about their children. They worry about children who don't go to church anymore. They worry about children, you know, doing things that they shouldn't be doing. They worry about the future. Uh, these are big things. Um, obviously, with COVID still going on, people are worried about possibly getting this virus or, you know, these are the things, these are the primary things that I see people worried about. Every now and then you run across somebody who is worried about their salvation which honestly, if you're going to worry about something, that, that's the thing to be focused on. Like, I, maybe I should be afraid that I'm not living up to what God wants me to live up to, you know? So I, am I concerned about making it to heaven? You don't see a lot of that. You probably should see more of that. But it, it's mainly material things, fear of suffering. People don't like to suffer. And I'll tell you, I'm, I'm one of them. I, I have a really strong aversion to suffering. I don't like it at all. But I realized that it's that it's beneficial. So these are but Bill, you know, these are all opportunities. Yeah. These these occasions for fear are opportunities to trust, to trust in the Lord, because it's a lot easier 
or it's a lot more effective, I should say, to trust him when you're afraid, when things look bleak, than when things are going good. When things are going good, you don't feel you need them. But when you really are up against it, then that's the opportunity to trust. Yeah, absolutely, Gary. You're so spot on. And uh, I, I I can't wait to talk with more, uh, more, you know, I can't wait to talk more about this on the other side of the break with you. Uh, we are talking with Gary Zemak, uh, his, his newest book, uh, Give Up Worry for Good, Eight Weeks to Hopeful Living and Lasting Peace. It is now available uh, from Ave Maria Press anywhere Catholic books are sold. Uh, but uh, take a look at it, folks. And uh, when we come back from this break, we're going to continue talking with Gary about this book and so much more. At times, it seems like the world today is filled with so much division, bigotry, and hatred. So it's up to us to make sure that we get back to the basics, and that is Jesus Christ and his message of faith, hope, and love. Faith, Hope, Love with John and Morgan Bender is a new project that seeks to do just that by engaging and inspiring Catholics within the Archdiocese of Milwaukee and beyond. Read personal faith stories, interviews, and news all by visiting the Faith, Hope, and Love blog.blogspot.com or follow us on Twitter at Johnny Bender MKE. Over 2,000 years ago, two disillusioned disciples walked along a dusty road to Emmaus. They had just witnessed Jesus their friend and leader, whom they hoped to be the Messiah, suffer a gruesome death by crucifixion. Doubt, fear, and uncertainty clouded their conversation as they journeyed home questioning the future. Until something miraculous happened. The risen Jesus appeared and answered their questions. Today, many young Catholics step onto college campuses with numerous questions about their faith yearning to know if the seed of faith given to them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared. Fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, scheduled to be released in the summer of 2021, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. To pre-order your copy and help spread the word about the book, visit patchworkheart.org. Hi everybody, Bill Snyder here. Just want to thank you for listening to this episode of Young Catholics Respond. And as a founder of Patchwork Heart Ministry, we have so much more going on than just our podcasts. Check it out at patchworkheart.org. Patchwork Heart Ministry is committed to sowing hope into broken hearts by helping young people encounter the love of Jesus Christ and His Catholic Church through prayer, storytelling, and media initiatives. We invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this mission financially. 
Mail your tax-deductible donation to Patchwork Heart Ministry at P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, zip code 53147, or visit patchworkheart.org to donate online. That's Patchwork Heart Ministry, P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, 53147, or online at patchworkheart.org. Grace and Mercy Ministries present The Catholic Faith Explained Praying to the Saints When Catholics say that they pray to the saints, many people equate the word pray with the act of worship that is reserved for God alone. But that is not at all what we are meaning. When Catholics say that they pray to the saints, we are using the word pray in its most basic meaning, which is to ask a request of. In other words, we are asking the saints in heaven to pray for us concerning some issue or problem that we may be having, just like we would ask our spouse or friend to pray for us here on earth. You see, Catholics don't see ourselves as being separated from those who are in heaven. In Hebrews 12.1, the writer of Hebrews writes, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us rid ourselves of every burden and sin that clings to us and persevere in running the race that lies before us. The Greek word that the writer uses for witnesses here is the same word that the Romans used to refer to spectators at a sporting event. So the picture that he is trying to paint for us is that while we are here on this earth running our race of faith that lies before us, the saints in heaven are surrounding us and cheering us on. They celebrate with us when we do good, and they cry with us when we fall. And we can turn to them and ask them to pray for us. Since they have already finished their race of faith and are now in heaven, they know how to pray for us with compassion and in accordance to God's will. It is a wonderful thing to be able to turn to them for their prayers. For more information about Grace and Mercy Ministries, visit lovechaplet.com. Judy Hare was a bankrupt, homeless, drug-addicted college dropout on the brink of divorce, but is now a seminary graduate and devoted wife and mother of four children. What happened? Find out in her autobiography, Shattered. How God Restored My Heart and Life. Her journey of faith has been called brutally honest, truly inspiring, profound, heartbreaking, and life-changing. Shattered is available now for only $15 on her website, judyhair.com, on amazon.com, or at your local Catholic bookstore. As Judy says, it is never too late to become the person you deserve and desire to be. So stop wishing for change and start doing something about it by reserving your copy of Shattered Today. Our Blessed Mother wants only the best for her children and has given us a special place where she promises to help all those who appeal to her motherly love and protection. Telling Saint Juan Diego that here I will alleviate the sufferings of all those who love me and seek my protection. That holy place is now the site of the beautiful Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in Mexico City. If you would like to learn more about how you can visit this special place of grace, please visit vivaguadalupe.org for more information. Our Lady may be calling you now. What's the S stand for? It's not an S. 
On my world, it means hope. Welcome back to Young Catholics Respond. Once again, Bill Snyder. Hey, everybody. Welcome back here to Young Catholics Respond. I'm Bill Snyder. It's wonderful to be here with you today. My guest is Gary Zemak, and uh, we're talking about his latest book, Give Up Worry for Good, Eight Weeks to Hopeful Living and Lasting Peace. If you're listening to this on the radio and you missed the first half of the interview, please go back and listen to it on our podcast feed because there's so much wonderful practical wisdom that Gary shares with us in the first half of the interview. But uh, Gary, I want to talk with you a little bit about the structure of this book. As you mentioned, uh, you know, this is uh, meant for small groups. It's meant for mm-hmm. people to uh, digest together and walk with, you know, each other in that community of faith. So tell us a little bit about, you know, the structure, how to, how to best utilize this book so you get the most out of it in your, in your faith community, but also personally. Well, well, Bill, thanks for that opportunity to talk about it. The book is essentially a daily devotional. It has a reflection as a Bible verse, a reflection, you know, my thoughts on that verse, and then a response. How, how should, how can I respond to that verse? And then it also is designed to have to be anchored on a weekly theme. So the, the the goal is, as you mentioned, it's written primarily for groups, but it can absolutely be used by individuals as well. It's designed to be, it starts out each week, day one, meeting day. You meet with a small group and there's a scripture reflection. And then you share some thoughts. You, you know, you, you let the, let the Lord speak to you in scripture and then, and then have some sort of a group response. And then every day, for the remainder of the week, there's that daily Bible verse and a, and a reflection. And then you gather together a week later and talk about how you, you, you know, what, uh, what happened during the week and what's going to happen going forward. And I, I grouped it into specific themes for each week. It's an eight week program. And, and, you know, the goal of this book is to really develop a habit, to develop a habit of turning to God every day for inspiration and for help to deal with your problems. If we can, if we can get it through our heads and this is tough. I even struggle with this, you know, as much as anybody, if we can get it through our head, that God loves us, that God is all powerful and that God is with us. If we can, if we can remember those concepts, we're going to be able to face whatever challenge life throws at us without resorting to worry because we're going to be confident that first of all if it's happening and he's all powerful he is allowing whatever it is to happen for a reason somehow it's going to be beneficial to me and he wants to be involved so i can turn to him for help if we can start to really believe that then we're going to be a lot less afraid to face life no matter what happens Uh, that you know that's that's awesome stuff and uh, I think the other large piece of getting together is that you don't have to do it alone, right? We, like when you do exactly. this in your group, you don't have to do it alone. Exactly. And that's one of the, the benefits of the fact that I have traveled. You know, this is my 10th year in full-time ministry. I've been traveling around the country meeting people, meeting people who are worried. You know, this is I – never, I never intended – to address the bulk of my work to people who are warriors. I never expected to do that, but the Holy Spirit kind of moved me in that direction. And I meet people all the time who say, yes, that's my problem. And, and now you are giving me hope. I can't tell you what it feels like to get those emails and to meet those people who are saying, Gary, you're giving me hope and it's working. I'm more peaceful. 
that's because I'm sending these people to Jesus. You know, I, I, I can only do so much. I could just say, here's what happened to me. Let me give you a couple Bible verses. But the important thing is that encounter with Jesus is changing the lives of people. And people who are worried, Bill, they're the ones who need Jesus the most because they're struggling with life. And he doesn't want us to struggle that badly. He wants to help us. You know, mm. there's going to be suffering, but there can also be peace in the midst of that suffering. So that's that's what that's that's my goal with all of my work is to let people know that Jesus cares about our problems. No problem is too small to him. You know, and that's what a great comfort for for so many people out there listening yeah. to this and in your ministry. Um, you know, I would I I would love to chat with you just about, you know, the upcoming plans, you know, especially um, as things begin to open up. Uh, you know, you've you've been writing and, 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 and being very, very active during this COVID-19 yeah. pandemic. I know you've uh, authored a few books, I think, or in the process of doing another one. Uh, yeah, you know, Bill, I've written three books during the pandemic. So the <laughs> Lord has has blessed me. He he's shut down the speaking work, which was a big that was a big hit for me, especially since I'm the sole provider for our family. But the Lord is so faithful. You know, he you could trust him. He found other ways to to keep me busy. And my work did get a lot of attention during this pandemic. And there are a few books coming out that have already been written. And uh, but I, but I'm so anxious to get back yeah. on the road and really connect with people because that's what I love doing. Yeah, absolutely. And so tell us a little bit of just about that and how uh, and how people can get in touch with you and how and, and maybe even some of the topics that you, you know, that you want to address uh, after this year of reflecting on some of the hardships that we've all been through. Bill, the best way to get in touch with me is right through my website, followingthetruth.com. And on the website, I list the various speaking topics. Obviously, I speak a lot about overcoming worry. That's my thing. That's my main that's my main topic, but I've also written a book about the Blessed Mother. My second book was called Listen to Your Blessed Mother. I love to speak about Mary as well. Um, I speak about the Holy Spirit because I've written a book about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. But but above all, you, you know, my message is the our our faith, our faith requires a relationship. It requires a relationship with Jesus. It's not just about learning facts. It's just not adhering to the teachings of the church. All that's important, but it has to grow out of a relationship with Jesus. Once you know Jesus, once you get to know him, once you surrender your life to him, all of a sudden he's going to lead you to your father in heaven. He's going to teach you about the Holy Spirit. He's going to lead you to his mother. You know, there he's going to lead you to the wonderful teachings of the Catholic Church, but it all's rooted in that relationship with Jesus. That's why I just want to share Jesus with people. And that's what essentially all of my talks are about. My talks are about Jesus. You know, that's so encouraging and so good uh, for people to hear. You know, if you are a pastor, if you are a, a parish administrator uh, out there listening to this, uh, I highly recommend and, and encourage you to reach out to Gary. Again, it's followingthetruth.com. And uh, Gary, you know, will be able to come out to your parish and speak. Uh, I know uh, some things are beginning to open up, but we are hoping that, um, you know, uh, it, things are going to open up even more. And as they do, uh, I, I, I'm sure you're chomping at the bit and ready to go. Oh, I am, Bill. And I, I tell people, you know, I'm starting to get inquiries. I've, I've booked a few engagements. 
Um, I'm telling people everywhere, my schedule is wide open because what was canceled from last year still hasn't been rescheduled. But right now, my schedule's looking pretty good. So now is the time to talk about bringing me into your parish or your conference. Yeah, absolutely. So please, please consider that, folks. Again, if you're a parish administrator, pastor, uh, or uh, just are generally interested parishioner, go recommend Gary to your pastor and say, uh, you know, this, th- this stuff is what we need. It's, it's all, you know, this, this stuff is so relevant. It's so needed in our uh, parishes. And Gary, you are doing amazing work. Uh, it, it's always a pleasure to have you on. And as, um, and as you continue to publish and speak and, and do stuff, I you know, know that you're always welcome here on Young Catholics Respond. It's such a pleasure having you as always. And it's great to talk to a, uh, a uh, fellow Philadelphian every once in a while. Yeah, that's true. Oh, Bill, thank you. That You're so kind to me. Thank you for all your support of my work. I'm so grateful. And brother, you are doing great work too. It's a, it's a blessing to be able to, to work in the vineyard with you, my friend. Yeah. Hey, well, thank you. Uh, and until next time, folks, uh, we, we do appreciate you tuning in to uh, Young Catholics Respond, Patchwork Heart Radio. And uh, as I always say, keep beating to your Catholic heart. You've been listening to Young Catholics Respond, a radio initiative of Patchwork Heart Ministry. To learn more about our ministry and program, visit us at patchworkheart.org. Or to get exclusive access and early ministry updates, become our patron on Patreon by searching for Patchwork Heart Ministry. Did you enjoy this podcast? Listen to other podcasts from Patchwork Heart Ministry by following Patchwork Heart Radio, wherever you listen to podcasts.